Yo. Yo, what's up, man? Ending with it. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You kind of fading in and out, but I can. All right, what about now? You hear me pretty good? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Barry. Yep. Yo. Okay. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? All right. Let me see what's going on. My bad. All right, so if you can hear me pretty good, I right, we we uh sorry ladies and gentlemen, but um got some new equipment, so I'm trying to get that together. So we just gonna do a quick check. So you can't hear me, right? Yeah, I can get I hear you. All right, cool. Yeah, my headset for whatever reason is acting kind of fugazi. But um all right, so we'll go ahead and get started and then I'll let you chime in and then we'll we'll rock like that to work with this little rickety dink headset. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we are glad to have you guys back. This is the Quiet Piece of Podcast, and I'm your host, uh, Mr. JC the Icon. I got my boy Rod with me once again. Slim, introduce yourself, sir. Yo, what up, yeah, Pam? How y'all doing? Man, let's do it. I'm ready. All right, right on. All right, so we'll get right into it. So uh, just going to bring, you know, a couple of latest news topics. So starting right out the gate, uh, we have Van Lathan, uh, who worked for, uh, he was the uh, guy that worked for uh, TMZ, a young black guy that used to actually speak out on a lot of, uh, you know, urban issues or whatever. And then kind of like a little black representation up in there, up in uh, TMZ. Uh, so I think his uh, biggest claim to fame was he uh, went against Kanye. Kanye came up there, and you know when Kanye was talking about all that, you know, slavery is a choice mess. Uh, Van was one of the people that actually put him in his place and kind of checked Kanye for that. So that kind of pushed him to the forefront. So he actually was getting a lot of fame and a lot of recognition from that, and they even gave him a little sideshow that he was doing. Uh, with uh, Michael uh, Babcock, which, uh, which is a white guy on there. I hate even saying that guy's name sound like a porn star or something. But um, they were doing the show together. Long story short, uh, I think the guys got into a heated discussion about some politics or something. And there's a video out there where Van uh, then proceeds. He uh, grabs the guy. Uh, not not parking or anything like that. Person puts his hand on the shoulder and kind of talking to him. But then he kind of kind of grabbed one from the back of the neck. But, like, nothing, again, that looked like it was too harsh or anything like that. But, of course, the guy kind of shrugged away from Van. Van was saying something to him in the ear, which probably was telling him, I don't fuck you up, man. But nobody could hear what was being said on those. But, anyway, after that, uh, Van was uh, suspended. Later, uh, they upped, upped it to terminating him fully. They wanted to uh, possible lawsuits or whatever, another guy. Or whatever. So that's where we stand right now. They, me personally, I think Van. Uh, I think that was a good thing. But I honestly think that uh, his stock is going to be. So I think he has much to worry about. So uh, I let you chime in. So what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I saw the video. Everything I, I, you know, for what I was hearing and what the video actually shown, it wasn't even as serious as. I thought it was going to be. I know 
I saw people were saying that he was like Homer Simpson, Duke Bart Simpson, stuff like that. That's what I heard too. I heard the same thing, but it was not that at all. Yeah, uh, it wasn't even aggressive or nothing. It almost looked like a massage to me, where he was just, you know, you know, looking or what. Like, hey, man, you know, it, that's how it looked to me. But as far as um, things go, I mean, I, I guess you know, again. He, he got to have a little bit more restraint when I mean, you put your hands on other people. I mean, you know, not everybody as, is as invited as you would think they are. So with that being said, he got to face the consequences. Hopefully, you know, no lawsuit and he can land on his feet somewhere else. You know, I hate to see somebody lose their job over something that petty. But again, this is the, the times we're in. So he, he just had to, you know, Caution, have a little bit more restraint for the things he do. That's pretty much yeah. my takeaway. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I really feel like the reason why it got escalated was because the other guy, you know, because I feel they was close friends. I'm pretty sure, you know, everybody an argument or whatever. I feel like he really would have gotten that far. But I feel like, but you all, we all have worked in the office where somebody's got fired from or saying something, somebody or whatever, and the other person was a bit of a bitch. And, you know, made it seem like it was more than what it was. And I think that that, if once they dig for what's once more details come out, I really feel like that is the case here. I feel like, uh, you know, my, I feel like he was like, oh, this is an opportunity. You know, I'm pretty sure when they talked to him one-on-one, he was like, I feel threatened. I don't know if I got to work with, because those two, they were just on TMZ together did a uh, little sideshow, a spinoff of TMZ where they talked about sports and different things and kind of, and it was just them too. So I guarantee you he put it in a situation where he would continue with this guy and this, that, and the third. But I hope it backfires in his face. I hope they cancel that little side project. Because to be honest with you, people were watching it for Vance, you know, point. You know, the other guy, you know, yeah, right. The same as known as Van. So I really feel like people was watching it from Van Lathan. So I, feel, I hope it backfires and blows up on them. But to be honest with you, I think Van's stock is on the rise, man. I feel like Van has been on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God. And him. He's been on that platform. He's been on other platforms. He just, he's done work with BD. So I really feel like TMZ might have been holding him back. So this may be an opportunity for him to see other real brother you know, jobs are out there. And I feel like as far as media jobs, I feel like it's a lot of people at his door, man. I feel like I feel like he's on his feet. I honestly now be sure to take this away because you like I said, I think where you messed up is you can't put you can't touch people. Now I don't really feel like him whispering something to him or any of that is what got him. I just think the fact that he grabbed him and you know anytime a black man does something is on Seem a little more scarier and all this other stuff because you know the only shot that they before the video came out, the still shot that they were showing was him having old boy by the neck, which did look worse than it was once we actually seen the full video. So, right. no, <laughs> right. no, how, but like I said, we don't have a whole lot of details. No, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, you know. Yeah, his stock was on the rise, but it, it just takes one mistake to where nobody don't want to deal with you. You know what I'm saying? And 
you just gotta wait and see. Like, yeah, he have a he had a lot he had a lot of things going, but you know, again, how many it, it this supposed to be a, a a place of redemption where you could come back from it, but it's it's limited to the certain amount of people who could get that redemption status. So, I, you know, he doesn't have a job until he have a job, and, and that's where I'm staying with it. So, yeah, but like I said, I just feel like once we once we saw the video and other people see the video, I think honestly. They, you know, it like you said. Once you saw the video, that he actually choked him as you as we thought. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah, that would be a bad look. Now was it a, you know, it, it was it was poor judgment, you know. But I, I don't think it'll keep him from getting a job. But but like you said, that's still playing out. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so we'll move on to the next subject, and it, it'll be real brief too. But um, Cuba Gooden Jr. I just saw. More news where they were talking about his charges. Of course, of course, we all about the charges from a few months ago, where he's being charged uh, for groping a lady that uh, had came over to talk to him. And at the time, Cuba Gooden was at a you know at a bar hanging out with his lady, and a fan came up and you know sparked the conversation. Pretty sure it was you know probably in the lines of "Hey, like your movies, whatever." And they showed Cuba leaning over. Having a lady on the knee. Not, I didn't see anything too out there. The lady said he groped her breast and all this other stuff. See how he did that when the girlfriend, his girlfriend, was sitting in between the two. So I don't see how he got away with all that. But nevertheless, uh, it's gone court. Uh, right now, he's a wedding. Yeah, he's actually going to go on trial for this and all of that. He's really trying to wrap this up. But more recently, 12 poor women have come out and said they have been in similar incidents like this with Google, where either they witnessed it or he did it to them. And these ladies are like uh, over four different states and just, I guess, in different places. Whilst coming out, is talking about, you know, Cuba's uh, known for this. So I um, want to know what, if you have any thoughts and, you know, just kind of get your side of that or what you think. Is, is it another Bill Cosby situation? Possibly. Um, I got two takeaways from it, and one of them really not so much dealing with Cuba. I, I kind of look at it a little bit different, but the first thing is I do agree. We probably looking at another Bill Cosby situation where, you know, hey, you, you get the right people to say the right things, and the wrong thing can happen to your life. So that's, that's pretty much that. It, but I kind of wanted to use Cuba as an example. This is for all the people who say the problem with America is a class issue. It's not racism. It's class. This is the best example right here because it shows Cuba got money. He have resources. When people say class, they try to say that's basically code for money. So Cuba have all the resources in the world. He has money, but that money does not insulate Cuba from the stuff he's facing, you know what I'm saying? And we don't know this other woman's financial situation, but I'm pretty sure she probably don't have the bread like Cuba. And so this person with a lower status than Cuba could take Cuba out. Class don't mean shit to, to black people in America. Okay. Let's just call it what it is. So that's my takeaway from this, as far as 
Cuba, your money will not insulate you. It's good to have it. You can buy the best attorneys, but when you're in that justice system, anything could go, brother. So, yeah. That's where I'm at with it as far as the Cuba Gooden situation. And yes, we're probably looking at another Bill Cosby. If you could get enough people to come together and say, yes, this happened to me. He touched me when I was at, I was his high school date. And, you know, and they're going to raid the coffers and take all his money. And, hey, we I mean, it's the same playbook over and over. That's that's just what I take away. You know, and nine line, you know, it's like. You know, when they want to start a witch hunt, I, the, 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 the guy, the um, director or whatever, uh, I forget his name. I think it's scene, there you go. His stuff, the way, when they speak to his case and what's going on, it's very short. It's not long no. lived in the media. It's very brief, very, very short, and then it goes away for a period of time. Like, then you'll hear nothing else about it. Right. And, and, and here's the thing to that. What's the difference between what's the obvious difference between Cuba Gooden and Harvey Weinstein? They both have resources. I mean, what's yeah. the difference between $30 million and $300 million? I mean, all the doors. Weinstein is white with that. <laughs> that, that we know what the. <laughs> Bingo. So, all the people who want to say America has a class problem, stop it. Okay, let's 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 keep it real. And, and you know, I will challenge any listeners that are white. Okay, if it's not race thing, then you tell me the next time you walk in from concert doing your lady, and y'all going to the parking garage to leave, and you see some young black men walking towards you, even though they may not be doing shit. With you being white, and you out there with your girl. Don't tell me you're not gonna revert back to you being what you're, you're gonna be like. Oh my god, these black guys are coming through, you know what I'm saying? But I could tell you this in reverse I have been to a concert with my wife and been in a dark parking garage and have seen white boys, white men, black, but whatever, walk toward me. I never, never felt any kind of way because they, as long as they won't give me any, you know, indicate, you know, any inkling to feel a kind of way, you know, like if they were doing something suspicious. Then of course, yeah, I would watch them. But if I'm also walking to my car, I would think they just walk into their car. So America needs to just keep it a buck and keep it real. This country still has a lot of race issues. And just be honest with you. All the people that's not being honest with it and want to sweep it under the rug are people that don't feel it. So called white people that you haven't been the brunt of the racism. So of course you just want to get past it and overlook it. But everybody else has felt it. And in this case, like you said, we have a lot of wealthy African Americans in this country, but yet when people want to go after them, that like you said, that money doesn't matter. It does not matter. them just like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And that's why I feel like, because to be honest with you, in the Cuba Good situation, I really don't feel they have a case. But I feel like because they can drag this out and dirty his name and. Do all that, I feel like doing it because I seen the video and I can't see this dude want to do a whole lot of shit in front of his girlfriend. His girlfriend was sitting between him and the girl. Yep. How much sexual harassing are you gonna be able to do with your girl sitting in between you and the girl? Yep. Come on. If we just being honest, never heard of that with anyone. 
with anyone. So I feel like they know it's not a whole lot there, but they just want to, you know, that is a situation where they're able to put the fear of God into you. Yeah. It's a situation where you're at their mercy and they can treat you just like any other black person. Just like when a police officer pulls you over or something, that's the opportunity to say, hey, I could fuck with you. <laughs> and it's like, dude. And, and also the, the the prep walk where they show them in handcuffs walking to the station, you know. I'm like, they didn't do Harvey like that. They didn't handcuff him, showing him walking into the police. Now, they may have cuffed him, but there's no video of Harvey Weinstein in cuffs. I, 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 I'm not... I didn't see it. I don't know if you... Let's keep, let's keep, I, I would tell you this much. If they do arrest Harvey, it's going to go... Yeah, because you know how because you know how they went. It's going to go a little something. It went a little something like this: His attorneys going to contact whoever the police liaison is, and it's going to be a conversation. It's going to be like, "Hey, Mr. Weinstein has a few things going on. Can you give him about a week? You know, he yeah. has a couple of things he's working on, a couple of things he needs to tie up. And uh, let's say a week from today, Tuesday at two thirty p.m. Does that work for you?" That's how it's going, it's going to be arranged. He don't get it. <laughs> it's going to be arranged. It's going to be, you know, and then he I, he probably ain't even going to be in that precinct. Out. You know, and he'll be out and on his way. Sorry for the inconvenience, sir. Yeah. Just like with, and I know this is jumping gun a little bit, but just like with the Amber Geyer situation, the treatment that she received, we never saw a defendant on trial for murder being treated as well as he was treated. I saw a video where a guy said, damn, I wish I was Amber Guy." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she did treat like the president, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, you know who it is? You murdered someone going to jail and the judge coming down hugging you and people, you know, give you all these good wishes that are part of, you know, that, you know, circle of justice or whatever you want to call it. And you just get all the praise. Even the guy's brother who you killed came and hugged, you know, just excellent treatment. And I wonder why is that? And we like you said, we go back, we know why. We know why. Just like when I turned off the cameras. But, but like I say, there's no privilege. There's no preferential treatment. You know, we're just supposed to pretend these things don't happen. And then, like you said, Cuba right now, just on the reverse of that. So, you know, and I'm pretty sure, and don't get me wrong, to play devil's advocate, I'm pretty sure Cuba seems like he's the type of guy like have a good time. I'm pretty sure Cuba has pinched some asses along the way and roped some women. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. But in that particular case, I'm in that particular case with that video, I didn't see Hoopla. I didn't see how it was going. I didn't see what what he going to court for. Yep. And the thing with that is, you know, you probably don't have a strong case right here. But if you have enough people to screen it, kind of like the Bill Cosby effect, you know, you have enough people and it gets to the point where you be like, man, you got 12, 13, 14, 15 women to come out and say this, these things about you. It gets to the point where it's like, ain't no way 15 women going to be lying. You know, that's what that was kind of a lot of people's stance with Bill Cosby. Ain't no way all 30 of these women lying. No, you did something. And then you have the imagery where you see, you know, Bill Cosby coming into the courtroom when they arrested him in handcuffs. 
that's imagery. You know, just like you see Cuba Gooden Jr. going into the police station. He's handcuffed. They prep walked him. So now you got these pictures of him handcuffed. Everybody see it. What you think that jury going to remember when they see him? They he see must him. Guilty. He's guilty. You know, it, it, they already planting the seeds of doubt that he's not innocent. So, I mean, he he's he he better take this very serious. You know, his his live life and livelihood is on the line. Really, his livelihood is over. Like I said, he he just saw it happen to Bill Cosby. So hey, and Bill Cosby was pretty big at the time. You know, what I'm saying raised. Hey, it ain't it's not a black person in America that didn't grow up on the Cosby Show. So and they and they got him. So man, right? You better take it serious. You better take it serious. We'll go to the next because I, I got to get his brother some light. So this next story is more of an uplifting story. So we had a hero coach that restrained a student that came to school with a shotgun in Portland. And the student was definitely intent on doing something because he was walking around. Uh, you know, he had a coat on trying and anyway, the coach noticed him. And, and the coach's name, before I go too far, is uh, Mr. Keenan Lowe. He used to play football at his college ball with the, the Oregon Ducks. And so later became a football. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's necessarily a football, but I know he's a coach for this particular high school. But he did play football for the Oregon Ducks. But anyway, long story short, he sees the student acting suspicious and noticed the gun. So he uh, ends up you know, go at the kid, and the kid tried to raise the gun. He ended up wrestling away from him. So in this melee, you have this, because this was in the midst of class, so you have all this commotion going on, but him wrestling the gun away, he was able to get, get it. And what he did was he grabbed the, the student and clutched him close and made him pretty much hug him, because the boy, the, the, the guy with the gun actually started hugging, because he was, I'm pretty sure he was scared too, and he's a kid, and he you know, now the weight of what he was doing, I'm pretty sure it's quite sad man. But anyway, while uh, Mr. Lowe's doing that, uh, the, the uh, camera footage showed students able to run out of the classroom and get away before anything was done. So no shots and fired or anything like that. But this coach did put his life. Uh, and, and, you know, without any, any, any thoughts of himself, Put himself between that gunman and those kids, and he saved lives. And then he was still able to show some compassion to even the student who's about to commit this, uh, you know, atrocity. He actually hugged the kid, was talking to him, telling him it was going to be okay. And like I said, the video for showed the kid him back, and you could tell he was scared. He's frightened because now shit didn't hit the fan. So he was able to hold a kid there, man, to the cops get there and, you know, sorted everything out. Uh, but the only thing I don't agree with, either, they say, that the, you know, the, the, the teenager had an attorney. Of course, the got an attorney. He, his stance is that he came to the school not to hurt anybody else, but was going to harm himself, was going to commit suicide. He just wanted to do it in the class or whatever, right? That's his stance on it. So he he walks off. He gets a plea deal, and only only gets three years probation, 
and has to, uh, you know, uh, attend some type of mental treatment counseling or whatever. Now, that part I don't agree with, because how do we know that you weren't going to harm anyone else? How do we know you was only going to harm yourself? Because if your intent was just to harm yourself, why you didn't harm yourself before you came to school? You know, why you just didn't do it at home? You know, and all that. So I really, I'm really, I got to call bullshit on that part a little bit because I feel like, you know, I feel like the kids, you know, they, they giving them a slap on the wrist a little bit. So anyway, man, I'll let you jump in there with your thoughts. Well, first thing, I will say kudos to the coach. You know, he, he did an admirable job. I mean, you know, ain't too many people would jump in front of, you know, when they see something, you first law is self-preservation. So, you know, you see something coming. Most people will, you know, get themselves out of the way and tell everybody else to run, you know, after they made it to safety. But, you know, good kudos to him. But you touched on the bigger part, and that's the biggest part of the story to me. The, the end result, what happened to the student. And, you know, this kind of set the trends from this was we had these talks previously when we talked about the mass shootings and all of that stuff where we say, look, you guys could have could have stopped this years ago. You know, that person, this is not their first time doing something that and you guys did not punish them. Same situation here. Don't be surprised that in maybe three, four years, this guy here grows up and he takes it to another level. He already showed you that he has the mental, the mental makeup to do some harm. You know, he thought it, which meant he will do it. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. And he took all actions. He just didn't follow through. Who's to say the next time he won't follow through? But, you know, you keep giving people the right people, not the right people. You keep giving people slaps on the wrist and you don't punish who you who who's supposed to be punished. You don't punish everybody accordingly. And that's why I say I'm a justice advocate. Because if you're going to do this to this group, you need to do it to that group. Now, if that was a black kid, we already know. And I hate to keep bringing up race, but that's the first thing. That's what this country is built on. You know, that's that's what it's built on. Let's let's be. You know, I told him let's, if he's a black kid, they'd have been like, okay, you didn't mean to do it. You didn't mean to do it, but we're gonna give you these twenty years so you can think about it. Exactly. Exactly. Matter of fact, and, and he doesn't even have to black. Let, let him be Hispanic. We know what's going to happen. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Because in this case, I think the kid was Hispanic. Uh, he looked Hispanic to me. Oh. Dang. Well, we, well that takes away that. But, but this is the thing. He, he didn't look like he was from the hood or nothing. You know, he looked like, you know, he looked like, you know, like, what did you like to say? Like, he grew up in the suburbs, whatever. That he, he definitely, he wasn't black. But it, but I think I and like I say I could be wrong, but from the video for what I seen the kid looked like he he was Hispanic. But like yeah. wrong, don't hold me to that. I don't need anybody coming back like I did my research and that kid was Italian American or whether he looked Hispanic to me. Well, well, my point is he should have been punished accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I think he needs to have a seat. You know, and you need to go on a vacation, whether it's a mental institution, and then you you follow up with some, you know, some therapy, some such and such, whatever. You want to do. I can't go to a bank and pull out a gun and be like, "Hey, give me some money." And then
inside one of the guards, or maybe say, let's say it's a cop or something, and they're trying to cash his check, <laughs> and then he go to arrest me, and then I'd be like, you know what? I didn't even intend to rob the bank. I just had a gun, and I listened to me, and I really was just going to scare them. And I wasn't trying, you know, it would fly. Exactly. It would fly. You was stealing the gun. You was up there with a gun and stuff. And from and from you know recent events, what have been happening, we can't give you the benefit of that. Would not fly. Just getting the benefit of the doubt. And, and like I said, it's a pattern. You know, usually these serial killers, they could have. You know, there have been previous incidents where if they would have been punished accordingly. You know, they wouldn't be on the streets at that moment to commit those crimes. But you keep giving people slap on the wrist. You keep looking the other way. You, you know, this guy literally could have killed a classroom full of kids. And it's like, oh, well, he didn't mean to. And you don't take it serious. You don't take the threat serious. But hey. That's that's where we're at. I really don't have nothing much else to say about it, but kudos to the coach and <laughs> the criminal justice system need to be overhauled because, you know, like I said, I'm a justice advocate, but it's not, there's no justice. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to this next topic. I just wanted to, uh, like I said, just to commend that, 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 Coach again, Mr. Keon Lowe, yeah. and uh, we don't have enough heroes like him. And uh, and and for everybody wondering, Keon, of course, is a black man. Just let you know, we do things as well. Uh, and like I said, I just, and I and he's not getting enough coverage. I just feel like, and like I said again, I don't want to make it a black. Man, but I just want to say, like, hey, this is just a show trying to let you know we are good people as well. You don't like criminals. I don't like serial killers. I don't like rapists. I don't like child molesters. None of that shit. We're just like you. So when you see us out, just know that. So, so if you're police officer and you're listening to this, you don't come into our homes killing us like you continue to do. But that's another. We will be getting into that topic as well um, on the show. So we we got another topic on. But we'll get into the next subject. So we have, uh, everybody knows Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club. She has a little show called Lip Service. So recently she had the singer Tank on her show. And uh, there was a mention about basically a man uh, having oral sex with another man. Uh, does that make him gay or not? So Tank basically said, if it happened once or twice, he doesn't believe that that makes a man gay. Now, I've heard the same thing that you guys have heard, and I know that this has been a firestorm and has been going through a lot of circles. And people have been talking about this. I listened to the show for research on this topic, and, and, and I think it was taken out of context just a little bit. Now, he did say it. And I don't agree with what he said, why he said it. I wouldn't have said it. Because um, I don't agree with it, but I think he was trying to prove a point. It was a very poor point. But basically, before he just jumped out the window and, and said that, the conversation started out about if a man lies once or twice, 
does that make him a liar? Because the women were, of course, talking about how men lie to their women or whatever. And this one woman there was saying that her particular guy she was dating would lie to her. But he was like, hey, I only lied to you a couple times, so that don't make me no liar. He just lied to him a couple times. So Tank agreed with the guy, per se, that situation. And he was just saying, well, I agree with the guy. If you've been your whole life telling the truth and you just lied a couple times, that don't just make you a liar. Like, for everything, it's going to make you a liar. So Angela Yee, just being funny, she threw in there. I don't know why she had to jump from that to what she said, but she went in and said, well, if a man, you know, does that to another man, or is, uh, you know, sucking his penis or whatever, does that make him, him gay? And to double down off the liar comments, because he, he knew she was trying to catch him, is basically saying, okay, now I got you, because now I'm going to put this in a gay reference. man does a gay act once or twice, does that make him gay? But it was still on the original topic of the lie situation. And of course, Tank, not, he just jumped out there and was like, no, of course not. He's like, what if the man does it, and then he finds out that he didn't like it? You know, and he goes back to being straight. So with that, make him gay, you know. So he just, so he basically painted himself into a corner. And then that's the sound bite that we get, you know. But that wasn't originally what the topic was. But I'll let you jump in there and uh, I'll let you have it. Um, I got really two takeaways from it. My first thing is this kind of like the, the Malik Yoba situation, part two. It's like, they're trying to redefine gay and make you comfortable with what his definition of gay is. And that's a gay act. You know, that's gay. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, you could, I guess you could come out of that and redeem yourself. But in that moment, if you rob the bank, you are a bank robber. <laughs> now, you probably don't retire from robbing banks later on in life, but you know, you no longer a bank robber, but you were gay. That's a gay act. So you're not going to tell me you can't define gay for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they're really trying to do is to me bring all of this confusion. And well, I got a couple of points I wanted to uh, bring up too. And then the other thing was uh, uh, I wanted to bring to people attention because news alert with I, I know this is not news but we could already put him in that Malik Yoba uh category. We know he's gay. We we know this because ain't no gay man gonna mean no straight man gonna come out and even give you that inclination that it's a possibility of him being that way. He gonna stand on his manhood, you know. But my other thing was what other celebrity celebrity community like what other group of people what other race have people that comes out and say these things like you don't see no no hispanic actors coming out saying no bullshit like this you don't see no white actors coming out saying no bullshit like this you couldn't pay justin bieber to say no bullshit like this you couldn't pay Emilio Estevez or any of these other cats to do the shit they're doing. And I'm like, dog, why you got to come to? I don't know. He, and then he said something about the black, he didn't say the black community, but he said 
homophobia is real in the black community and it's just as real as racism and all this other old this old bullshit he just throwing out there and and my thing is don't come preaching to our fucking community bro i don't know what community he's in but i'm in the black community and we're probably probably the most tolerable people in the whole thing now people look at you know people telling jokes about you or as a kid people you know kids can say the cruelest shit yes we will joke you yes all this other shit but we don't have the power to hold you back we don't have we don't own no businesses we don't own no homes we don't own no apartment complexes you could go wherever you want in the black community if your money is right we gonna accept it i mean we can't discriminate against you so don't come and preach to us and say in our community homophobia in our community and that's the problem I had with the little Nas X's and shit like what fucking community you come from because our churches are full with fucking gay dudes you know what I'm saying you can't go to every choir director damn near in America it seems like I mean the black man we just want to be left alone we just want to be able to live our lives in peace and do our own thing because we tired of being targeted why would we target somebody else and we constantly under target like what the world like dude this year had me so mad in so many so many ways and and but it wasn't the fact that what he was saying the point he was making it was the after thought when he doubled down and like I said he tried to chastise the black community and it seems like the, you know the gay community they don't talk this shit when it when at other shows you know they don't go onto white platforms and say hey white people you know y'all are homophobic uh toxic masculinity like these are things they preach to us to right us, the motherfuckers who don't have no power we the whooping boys really the black male we the whipping boys we the people that you know you come and chastise and tell us you know all the shit that's been done wrong to you but you don't want to face the real problem you don't want to face the real issue you don't want the real smoke you come to us with the bullshit like you know and then they want you to adapt to them like we're dealing with we're dealing with natural reflexes here like I know you've been in this situation before. I, I I mean, we I know most straight males have been in this situation before where you went over to a woman's house and usually a black woman, she's probably going to have a gay friend and you walk into the house is, you know, her, her gay friend, and he probably had his gay buddies over. And so, of course, you're going to be a little uncomfortable when you're in a situation that doesn't naturally feels right. You're nat- naturally you're gonna be uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? You don't strike out and lash against it, but you can't make me suppress my my feelings to make you feel better. Like if that's what you want to be, that's what you want to be. But don't try to check me. Don't try to tell me what's gay and what's not gay. What whatever make you float your boat, Cuba and mean uh, Malik Yoba and and, and tight tanks. You like sucking peep wee wees. That's your business, but don't come to my to my community and these young males and have them feeling like you could do a sexual act and not be gay. You hey, can I ask something real quick? Let me ask something real quick before I forget. 
Now, I'm just I'm just kind of piggybacking on what you said. You know, we've been in that situation. Well, I'm gonna put out one of my situations. I actually used to date a girl, and her stepbrother was gay, and I was uncomfortable as hell. But because I'm not homophobic, I didn't have nothing against him. Exactly. But I know, but we also don't have that much in common. But I'm gonna tell you the situation I was put into. Now. Of course, I had been to dinner with her before with him. Uh, I've been over her apartment. And, of course, that's her stepbrother. So he'd be over there. So we would chop it up, man, have dinner, interact as normal people. It was all good. But I remember one day we was going on a date. And she was like, oh, I want to bring you over to my stepbrother's apartment. He lived in the same apartment complex. So she was like, I want to bring you down so you can meet his boyfriend, whatever. Woo, woo, woo. And I'm going to tell you about the most uncomfortable situation I've ever been in in my fucking life. So I go. We go in there. It's all good, right? I'm not like dissing your lifestyle. You know, I'm good. Right. Right. So I go. We chop it up before we get ready to leave. This fool pulls out a fucking jar of pickles of, of fucking uh, candied pickles where I guess you put them in Kool-Aid or whatever yeah. and just the imagery of that so imagine me sitting down <laughs> and this guy coming over talking about hey man uh, would you like a pickle and then you offer me a purple fucking pickle <laughs> I'm looking at him and I'm looking at her that mind you this is my girlfriend at the time so I'm trying to be respectful in my mind I'm looking at her. I want to say no nah, I want no motherfucking pickle who fuck wrong with you like <laughs> I want to do that <laughs> that's my first reaction but I'm just like nah man I'm good and then of course she goes on to try to pressure me now because she like these pickles are so delicious and you know, you should try one. And she actually get one out the jar and try to give it to me. And I'm damn near about to slap it out of hand. Like, fuck wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so nobody can tell me about uncomfortable being the most uncomfortable. And I made it through that moment, but I never forget that shit. Right. Right. Yeah. And I and I think, you know, the thing is they and and this is not the the beat up on on LGBTQ, but I just really think your energy is face is going toward the wrong place. You're really going right. to the wrong place, and then my thing is too, you sending the wrong message when you say these things because you know you got a lot of impressionable young people who may hit on the Breakfast Club or may buy a Tank album or follow him on Instagram or some stuff like that. And they feel like, you know what? I can do this and I still won't be gay. You know, who people who buy, who just, you know, sexually impressionable people, you know what I'm saying? So my thing is like, that's, that's my issue. Like, if you want to be gay and you have your own lifestyle, that's your lifestyle. You ain't got to sell it to us. You know what I mean? Because whatever I do in my room, I don't have to sell it to nobody else. Y'all want to sell right. your, you selling yourself. You want to make us accept it. Because some people may feel like a black man and a white person ain't, ain't sexually acceptable. A black man and a black woman. You know, so you have people who, who feel black love shouldn't be together. But 
that ain't for us to sell. You know what I'm saying? We you do what you do, and you ain't got to push it on 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 the people. Just live your life, do your thing, and and and, and just stay out the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, just stay out the way because you're not helping. To me, you're not helping the cause because we got some real shit that we're facing and you're talking about sex, but we're talking about fucking racism and, and, and you know, white supremacy and fucking, you know, cops killing people and shit. And you talking about, I want to suck a weed. Suck a dick. You know what I mean? And, and this just distracts everybody from what the focus should be. Right. So y'all do y'all little thing and you stay in the corner because Tank, what you did just really just was the distraction of the week. You know, you just, and, and it's like they just tried out another black celebrity every week to do some old fuckery. To just go out there and just go out there and say some promiscuous shit and and, and you'll be the toast of the town, and it's gonna help your career, and just don't know. That's, that's basically what. But like I said, again, I, I'll just make this point, and then we'll move on to the next subject. But only thing I can say for Tank is that he didn't initiate the conversation, and Angela Yee is the one that kind of, like I said, keep in mind that the the original point of the conversation was a man lying, and if he lies once or twice, she spent it to that gay shit, and then he just, you know. Yeah, he didn't do himself no favors, but I mean, he acted pretty poorly, but, you know. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into the next topic, though, because uh, we got just two more things we got to get into. So the next topic, the reason why I want to bring this up, because this is really, you know, close to home. You know, this is actually a Dallas situation. So we have a Texas father, uh, Mr. Jeffrey Younger. He has been fighting in courts with his ex-wife. Uh, he's trying to stop her from transitioning uh, their seven-year-old son, uh, whose name is James, uh, as early as October 24th of, uh, of this year. Uh, finally, a Dallas uh, uh, judge, Ms. Uh, Kim Cooks, ruled to allow Younger a say in, in his son's uh, medical treatment. So basically what the mom was trying to do is to uh, chemically castrate uh, the son because she believes that he identifies and keep in mind this boy is only seven years old that he identifies as being a girl now there is a video of the father with his son when the son was around four years old or so and I guess after the divorce you know it gets kind of messy because he was asking his son questions about the mom and all that but what one thing the young man did say is that he said it, was like, so you're a boy, and the little boy was like, no, I'm not, but he did continue to say, so So the dad asked him, why do you think you're not a boy? Like, why do you think you're a girl? The, the kid immediately said, because mommy tells me so. Because mommy says I'm a girl. So this is already us. I mean, any it doesn't take a genius to figure out she's telling the little boy he's a girl. She's actually taking him and dressing him in girls' clothing and uh, doing all of these things. Have been doing it since he was three or four. So now he's seven. So he's been conditioned to believe he's a girl. So this is what happened. And then they also go in deeper and further and say the mom believed that her son identified as a girl. And this is a stupid reason now because 
uh, out of that show. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Teen Titans, but there's uh, one of the characters, one of the heroes on there. Her name is Firestarter. She starts fire, pretty cool character. So the kid out there, he likes her because she starts fire and she shoots flames. She can do all this stuff. And he says, I want to be like Firestarter. So that's like any girl admiring Batman or Superman. You're not going to automatically think she wants to be a boy just because she's looking at a fucking superhero and wants to be that superhero. And that's all this little boy was doing. But his mom immediately took that and said, my son wants to be a girl. And where the dad and where my heart goes out is to the father because he's been putting between a rock and a hard place. Pretty much what's been happening between him and the exes when she, when the little boy is with her, she dresses him as a girl. And when he goes with the father, the father, of course, dresses him like what he is, a little boy. So you have this fight. But now she wants to have the courts approve that she can move forward with this boy's transitioning and messing with his body and his hormones. And God forbid this kid hits puberty and you can pass it, you know, chemically castrating him for years this is a mess waiting to happen. And I'm just saddened and I'm shocked that here in Texas, Texas of all places in the South, normally you wouldn't hear of this shit here, but this is here and they okay with it. It's like, it's an okay thing. And I just feel like it's, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a sign of child abuse. I mean, even if you felt like your kid identified as a girl or whatever, to me, rational thinking and reasoning, you should be like, okay, you too young to make this decision. So we're not going to do anything with your body. Your body's changing. But but she's actually wanting to mess with his biological makeup. And it's like crazy. So I feel what this dad is going through. It's crazy. And uh, I just want to, after I sent you a video of that, I just want to get your thoughts and just see where you were, uh, where you were at on that. All right. So, I got a few, and they, they're pretty much questions for the most part that I want to pose to people. And my thing is, like, what does a seven-year-old know about sex? Like, I remember when I was seven, I was thinking, you know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, stuff like that. Girls were yucky along those lines. So what does this boy know about sex? How does he know about that? That's 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 one question I, I want to pro- propose. And then my next question is, she's saying the kid wants to make this decision. When do you start letting your kids make life-changing experiences on their own? Like, he's seven. What seven-year-old you going to let make his uh, life-changing experience? You know? And then my next question is, what and what persons have done something as a kid, like haven't done nothing as a kid that you haven't later on regretted in life? Because I'm looking at this like, you know, kids are fickle. One minute they love you to death. The next minute they hate you. The next minute they they love, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, this cartoon. Now Dora explores this. You know, this is the style. No, this is not. So kids are so wish-washy. Who's to say that? That was something else the mom said, too. She said he liked the movie Frozen. See? Guess what? I watched Frozen with my kids. I kind of thought it was an okay movie. That, does that mean I want to be a girl? No. <laughs> so my thing is, like, 
he might feel this way now, which I honestly feel like he's being coerced. But why won't you wait? Like, look, man, you you are a child. You're not fixed to make this decision in my house. You know, that's how I would approach the kid. Now, when you turn 18 and you still feel like, hey, you know, I'm a girl. Okay. You're you're an adult now. You can make those decisions. But as a child, these are life changing experiences where, you know, I heard where if some of the hormones that he take, he won't be able to have kids. He, I mean, it's irreversible. I mean, all this stuff that you 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 change your change the course of this young man's life forever. And you know, you don't know. You got really I'd rather play it safe than sorry. I'd rather I'd rather this kid to wait a little bit and grow up and then where we know he's not being coerced into this. Because just right now, who's to say the dad's lying and who's to say the mom lying? But to play it safe, I would be like, hey. If he feel this way at 18, let's do it. But he's a kid. And again, like I said, this is just the sexual perversion stuff again. It's really just smokescreen and mirrors to me. And I just really feel like, you know, this little boy, again, somebody being coercing this kid to, to talk about his sexual nature, which most kids... Or not thinking like that at no seven, no three years old. That's just. And I got a different angle. I got a different angle. It's not going to be popular. So let's get ready to fight. Not me and you, but I'm talking about some of our female listeners. So let's do it. I'm a, usually I'm playing the good guy. So I feel like playing the villain tonight because this is something that kind of hits home to me. I'm the bad guy. Because I, I have a 13 year old son, and I'd be damned if I would let his mom, you know, come at me with some shit like this because like I said, I feel for what this dad is going through. But I'm going to pose a question at some women now. And, and, and like I said, it's not going to be popular. So I'm preparing you guys. It's not going to be popular. Now, you guys are really accepting very quick without any resistance to your son, to a mother whose son comes out the closet to her. That's one thing you you there's mothers right now that you'll see going and getting their nails done with their son, going to get they sharing in the experience, loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. You know, just so accepting, you know, just so and that's fine. Like I say, if your son's at a mature age, he's an adult and he comes to you in that situation. But I'm talking about you doing that when he's seven, like this kid, and then you know, a very impressionable age. Yes, and I and I there there I say, damn, what happened to being a fucking parent? Like, you have to stop your kid. Just like you're not gonna let your kid harm themselves. You're not gonna let your kids play with fire. You're not gonna let your kids go run on play on train tracks. That's why we are the adults because we lay down the rules. And I don't feel like there would be anything wrong. You're not gender suppressing you're not do- if you was to come to your seven-year-old and, and like you said say you know what you are in no position to make this decision so we're not this is the end of this not not no discussion like we fucking peers like we're gonna let you have a say like like to me there's nothing wrong with a parent putting their foot down and saying hey look here 
like you said, you like one thing today, you different tomorrow, you're going through a lot of changes, you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. What we're going to do right now, we're going to chill, we're not going to discuss this, you're going to go to school, you're going to do what little boys do, you're going to play, you're going to have fun. And like you said, you come back at 18 and if you feel sick, but, and if you feel, still feel this way, we'll have a discussion when you are an adult and maybe you're in a, you know, uh, you have more understanding on what you're talking about, but we're not going to do that now. You got to draw, you got to draw that line. But what's happening with America is people have stopped drawing their lines and now you let the kid, everybody want to revert back to being kids. So they want to let kids kind of be the parents. And guess what? When you have fucking kids, you don't get to do that. Sorry. You got to guide these kids. You got to bring these kids up. And you got too many people that just want to let the world raise their kids. But you, what you're not knowing is you got a lot of fucking pedophiles and you got a lot of people out here with ill intentions. And as far as this mother, my wife brought up a great point. I don't know why the judge didn't call for a psychiatric evaluation of both parents. That was, that was what I wrote down to. Yeah, psychiatric evaluation of both parents. Let's see. Let's see where you are mentally, because maybe this is something that you're doing to your kids. I'm gonna throw a topic totally unrelated, but Condi is related. I'm gonna tie it in, and I'm gonna let you know. So, Munhausen syndrome, mm-hmm. where motherfucking kids sick just because they like the attention, even though the kid's not sick. How do those mothers get in a state where they making their kids sick and doing that? Because there's sick people in the world. So with you, now this particular mother, I don't believe she has a daughter. So maybe you just secretly want a daughter so fucking bad to where you're willing to give up your son and put him through this just so you have what you want. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's going on. And the dad has addressed that. The dad knows that he has fought valiantly. I, I, there's several interviews with that man. Not, and I challenge y'all to go pull up this man's videos, please. His name is Jeffrey Younger. And you'll see the plight that this man is going through. Like, I couldn't imagine because this lady is basically saying, can you imagine when your son is with her? Uh, she's making him dress as a girl, treating him as a girl. Then when he comes to you, you have to try to deprogram all that shit. It's just ripping this kid apart. Like, I can't even imagine what type of person this kid is going to be. Going through all that shit at an early age like that, hormone therapy and uh, chemical castration, all this stuff, man. Like, that's crazy. So, it's just, we living in a sick time. Like, I don't know why people are looking at the thing that's abnormal and trying to change it to be normal. Like, doing that. Like, you can't give it, like, okay, i give you another example. Serial fucking killers. I'm pretty sure they feel like they normal. But are we going to say, you know what? The, the sense to want to kill, you're born that way. You We're not going to change. You go murder. Go be free. Go, we we're going to purge. We're going to start the movie The Purge. We're going to live that shit for real. Just so you can do your thing and live your life, we're going to give you one day where you can go murder as many people as you want for free. But nothing, no, 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 no recourse. No, no, no retaliation, no prison time, no nothing. Go do you. We would never do that. But yet, in this where you, and it's like I say, no, it's not murder. No, they're not hurting anybody else, but they're hurting themselves. The suicide rate in that community is very high. We all know that. I mean, 
not to even mention what you're going to do to that kid psychologically. That kid is not going to be able to be with anybody, gay or straight, and be a normal person because of the experiences they're going through right now. That person is going to be a fucking ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some clay that they molded together, and it's all fucked up with all the bad parts, man. It's going to be a very ill-adjusted child, but, you know. But anyway, that was my take on that particular thing. I'll, I'll, I'll give it back to you on that because, hey. yeah. Hey, I was just going to say, um, before you before you started, you were saying uh, you're going to say some things that will make a lot of people upset, but to me, you that was right on time. I mean, that's I couldn't have said it any better. Like, I agree with everything that was well. The reason why there's going to be some people that's going to be upset is because, like I said, again, nobody wants the challenge of doing the tough thing. They just want to give in. And what I mean by just giving in is because as a parent, you know you have to know best what's best for your kid. Right. You actually have to know best. I know you're not at an age where you can make that decision. That's why we have laws that you mean to tell me a child can't go buy alcohol until they're 21. A child can't purchase a, 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 a firearm. You can get a shotgun at 18, but you can't do much. But we got certain laws in place. But you mean to tell me you will let a seven-year-old transition? <laughs> yep. Yep. That's true. No sense to me at all. We sitting up here raving. We going crazy. But you, have you seen the new vaping stuff that's on the news? And we like, no, we got to stop these kids from smoking, you know, from vaping. And, and don't get me wrong, we do. You do. We'll let them transition. We'll let them chemically castrate themselves at seven. I mean, I'm just throwing, like I say, this ain't the most entertaining thing. This may, Some of y'all might be like, man, what are they talking about? But I'm trying this because I'm trying to but I'm, just like wake the fuck up, like unplug, you know, because it's a lot of shit going around you right now that nobody's doing nothing about. And this could be you. And, 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 and jump on you. what your wife said. Don't stop with just, don't stop right there with just mentally evaluating the two parties involved. You need to mentally evaluate the judge who co-signed this mess. That's a that person need to be evaluated, and then on top of that, it's like, hey, it, you, I mean, everything you're saying is just is, is right on time. Like, man, it, you got to you got to draw a line. You can't just be willy nilly and just you know whatever the kid won't we do. You know, man. That's that's sick. Yeah, like I said, man, the fight is for the youth. So whether y'all believe it or not, the fight is for the youth, for the young people. Like you said, we're talking You know, a lot of people they just looking at it like that's just them. But this really is like you said, this is affecting the children. This is who really is gonna be affected. You know what I'm saying? This is this is really what the lines are all about. Damn near every case to me is I have the kids in mind because, you know, it starts here, but eventually they're they're going to get to the point to where the kid doesn't even have to consult with their parents. They could go to the school nurse and say, I feel like a woman, because if the kid could make this decision to his own parents, obviously, and, and, could, and could say, hey, I'm a boy, I mean, I'm a girl, and, and the mom roll with it. Basically, this kid is, you just saying this kid have control over their whole life. 
They have control over their whole life. So he can make any decision he wants. So now you're removing the panther from the equation. So from people that say, hey, so what? Yeah, until it happens to you. Right. <laughs> Pull it's your kid <laughs> to you, man, and you in that fight. Yeah. So yeah, so what? Like you say, so what? Yeah. So what? Till it happens to you, till it hits home. And, it, and, it, and with the way we're going, it's going to start hitting home to a lot of people. It might not hit you per se. It might hit your child. It may hit your child's child. This is a fight, y'all. <laughs> this is a fucking fight. I, and I'm not even one that usually gets in on that type of shit, but that speaks to me because, like I said, man, I mean, they're not, they not trying to convince adults. They're going after the youth. Mm-hmm. And it's we have too many examples. But anyway, let's pray for that man. Like I said, Mr. Younger. And uh, I hope that they do not give that wife permission to proceed with that man because it's going gonna, it's gonna to alter that little boy. He's going to be forever changed and not for the better. So I hope that they, they block that. But you to tell me, like you say, this kid can't have kids if they go through with this and all this other stuff. Y'all, they're making a lot of decisions on a young life. Well, you often a perfectly okay being and doing stuff to them that don't have to be done. That's that's just, I don't know, it's just against nature to me. And I'm going to just say that. And like I said, it ain't going to be popular. And I don't really care. You want to be on the side of that, you do that. Whatever. Because I know, like I say, women tend to just think, oh, well, you know, I'm not saying don't love this individual, don't, but, don't, but make, for your child, make better decisions. That's what I'm saying. Right. All right, so we'll get to this last topic because it, it, it's it got a lot of stuff on it too. So here we go again. Mm-hmm. One police involved shooting. Uh, young female, uh, Atati, uh, I think her name is Atatiana. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I might be butchering it a little bit. Uh, but anyway, a, a neighbor called the police. Uh, to do a welfare check because her uh, front door was kind of cracked or whatever was kind of open. So they called the police to go by a check, sure, check and make sure everything was okay. Police show up. They don't even enter the home. They don't even knock on the front door. They go around to the side of the house, toward the back or whatever, to a window. And there's body cam footage showing the officer noticing an individual moving around in the house. He yells out, freeze, put your hands up. Pow, pow. So in that motion, freeze, put your hands up, start shooting. They said it was literally three or four seconds. Didn't give her time to respond. Never identified himself as a police officer. Just started shooting. Once again, we have a black person being killed in their own home. And, of course, the uh, Fort Worth police, they allowed this person to resign because he already saw what was coming down the pike. So he didn't want to be fired. He resigned. And it's just, you know, just another case of, goddamn, what do we do? You know, what do we do? So, I, so I'll so uh, give it to you, man, and let you, let you kind of bring this one home. Well, I, uh, I, I was just trying to figure out which way I want to go with this one here. Take your uh, time, bro. I know, a lot, I know a lot of people want to, uh, some people want to take it as, we need police reform. We need training. They need better training. Man, look, th- this guy had all the training in the world. He he 
He had 18 years of experience. He didn't follow none of the procedures. So this tells me, you know, this guy already had this in mind because there's no sirens, no flashing lights in the camera and the screen when they show the, the, the you know, he didn't announce himself. You didn't do nothing. And then this, this woman's home. So that's, that's one of the things I just kind of want to put out there. Like we could stop that police reform stuff. You know what I mean? This ain't going to stop until you get justice and, and you have to, you have to deter that. And that's, what's going to deter that is when you say, Hey, you know, this person needs to be punished. You know, this person need, once they see other cops getting 50 years in prison, Watch how quick black people stop getting killed in their own home. But until then, you get up there and you talk that forgive stuff. And, and hey, hey, that's on you if you want to forgive. But you don't lose the track of, I want justice. You know what I'm saying? You can't lose justice in your plight for forgiveness or whatever. And, and me, by no means, I'm not the forgiving type. But, you know, again, you can't, you still have to seek justice. And then my other thing is because this and that Botham John cases is so many, it's kind of intertwined, but I will say like, hey, you know, despite some of the things I heard the initial family said, now I'm, I'm with the pops, the father, that, that, now that's an OG, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think this is the one where, you know, you want to get out there and say no justice, no peace. Like this is the this is the the fight right here. Botham, you know they they made a lot of mistakes. They said a lot of things incorrect. You know they they you know they they didn't have the anger. They didn't have that fight in them. They they were already it to me. It already seemed like the play was already made. Like hey, we already didn't cut the check. You know just just keep the city together. Don't. Don't rally them up. So, right. That was kind of my feeling with Botham them. But this, this out here in Fort Worth, hey man, Fort Worth people want justice. I'm seeing where they going to the, uh, they're going to the city hall meetings, and they getting drug out of the city hall meetings and stuff like that. Like, hey, this, this is the one that I think that the family want justice. They ain't talking that. Let's let's hug and kiss and you know i don't want nothing to happen to the police they want justice which everybody else should want justice you know i mean something happened to someone else's family no matter the race you're gonna want justice you're not gonna be talking about i don't want that person to go to jail and can i hug the killer you're not gonna do that you know that that was dog and pony show that's that's what Botham was. That that right there was a dog and pony show. That's not, yeah, that that's real, but that's not real. Everybody knows that's not what really happens. That's not what happens when so, when someone kills someone in your family. You're not either you're trying to get revenge or you're trying to get justice. Those are the two options. Those I don't know where they got these them Negroes from. Again, that's Saint Lucia Negroes. That ain't that ain't us. <laughs> So, so, I, don't think I don't think I could have forgave him. Like exactly, but I do want to say again, you know, what more do you, what more do America need for black people to prove to you, like, hey, there is a racial issue going on in this country. 
we're not making things up. We could just pull up case after case, and now it's just getting bolder and bolder. They're shooting you in your own home. Like, what more do we need? You know, what more can we, can we, you know, can we get some hate crimes passed? Or can we? I can tell you this much. Police show up at my door, I ain't answering shit. Hey, and you know, and, and you know, I told my wife, I said, um, this case here is really gonna make our community don't even call the police no more. You know, you, you don't even call the police to check on your neighbor. You don't even call the police to even just, you know, if something happened, you just like, you know, we're gonna handle it ourselves. It's like it's an entity that we're paying for, but we can't even use the services no more. That's just what the police is going to be. And like you said, to the point where you don't even answer your door. Like you could have seen the crime and saw something like you could have seen somebody. You don't get served. You don't get served. Yeah. Like I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to answer my door. And you probably have the information to solve the crime, but just because you like, if I open this door, who's to say he don't think I was the one who did it and killed me. So you're, we're about to start limiting our contact with police. I, that's what I'm... Three, put your hands up, pow. That's how quick. It was three seconds or so. And and my thing is, what could this woman have done differently? And the- and, check out, and keep in mind, you're yelling commands through a closed window. <laughs> like she just clearly hear you and make out what the fuck was going on. Not only are you yelling commands, you're yelling commands through a closed window. We don't approach the scene and say, you know what? There could be actually people that live here in this house. Right. Right. And, and, and you know, and, and I, I, I was trying to think of like all of the, 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 the ways that he could spend this to where he could get off. And with common sense people, they there's no way he could spend this. But I'm gonna play devil advocate and be like, hey, what if he felt like there was a crime in progress? And my thing is to that, what burglar goes in and breaks into a house and leaves the door open <laughs> and all the lights on? <laughs> like, you know, so it's just like I'm trying to think of a way for him to just to to play. And then keep in mind, too, you weren't responding to a crime being a process. You were doing a welfare. So you're supposed to go and make sure people is okay. You're not supposed to go in and just, I'm I'm going in blasting. You're supposed to be like, okay, let me make sure when, when everybody for this, not the reason I feel like she'll get justice is because of that body cam footage. That body cam footage not only shows his angle, and then he walking around that side of the house and looking through windows like a dumbass. You know, instead of I, me personally, if I'm a cop and I went to the front door and the front door was cracked, I'm going to knock on the front door first and announce myself as I'm coming in as a police officer. Exactly. And I'm, cop and I'm thinking that's the better route you should have took, but no, you want to go on the outside of the house, peeping through windows and shit. Luckily, he didn't get his dumbass shot, but I'm like, that's the route you took, and then you want to yell commands at her through the window, y- yelling commands through a through a closed window, 
and only giving her three seconds, if it was even three seconds, because that video, if you go watch the video, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. It's real quick. And then here's my thing, too. I, I, I want to stress this, too. I want, I, I want people to really key in on this. Justice is not just getting a, a guilty verdict. Just getting a guilty verdict is not justice because he could be found guilty and, and, and say he get five years the Amber Geiger thing. Like being guilty is not justice. You want you want numbers. You want to put up numbers. And that's what you want. You want them to be treated like everybody else. So if I was to kill somebody, I know I'm practically doing life. That's basically even if they don't say life, they're gonna take they're gonna take the years that that pretty much meant my life, you know. So they're gonna take the ones that counted. And the same thing should happen to this guy. We want justice. We want numbers. We ain't coming in there talking about like her dad. Don't come in there in that courtroom talking about forgive. Don't come in there talking about you know she was a she was a forgiving, heartwarming, loving. You know you start talking that crap like that, and your chances of justice is going to quickly diminish. So my thing is stick to it. Get your numbers. Get them years. You be, he shouldn't he shouldn't do no less than twenty eight years. That's what they wanted for Botham Nothing And you stick to it. Don't be in there hugging. When the media come to you and talk about do you forgive, which we the only people they come to with that. Because when you think about it, when they when they shot up El Paso, did you see any camera people go to any of them Hispanics talking about do you forgive? Nah. So when they shoot up a school, do you see them going to any of them students talking about do you forgive? No. When they shot up Las Vegas, did the, any of them people talk about forgive? No. They're, they want justice. Black people, fuck all that. In order for this shit to change, you got to get justice. If you talking about this forgive, all this is saying is that you are okay with what's going on. That's it. Tammy Kim, Botham John, all they did was just put the target on you. That's why I knew this was going to happen again, because they didn't say how we really felt. It almost gave the thing that we we okay, you can do whatever you want to us and we'll forgive you. We turn the other cheek. And we got to stop playing that card. We got to stop being, we got to stop trying to be morally better than everyone because fuck that. Everybody else ain't playing the moral game. Everybody else, it's a, I hate to say, you know, bring up race all the time, but it's a race. And it's it's a race in different ways. You know, it's the first one to the finish line wins with them. And, you know, if you sit here and you don't take it as that because they're trying to win, you know what I'm saying? If they could eliminate your ass, they're going to eliminate your ass. And, and I know this may seem harsh, but come on, this is, this is what it is. You know what I mean? It ain't no no kid-friendly ass shit, you know, what's going on. Like, you got to be smarter. And in order to change shit, you got to want justice. That's the only thing that's going to make deter people from harming you. Forgiveness and letting Jesus, and I ain't doing the Bible thing, but talking about Jesus going to handle it and all that. Faith without actions is nothingness. So, 
until you get out there and until you say you want justice and a person know if I harm you, I'm going to do 60 years or if I do this to you, I'm going to do some time. That would deter people. A lot of people want to kill a motherfucker. You know, you get mad sometimes, be like, oh, I should just, oh, I'll fight this person. You know what I'm saying? But you know, man, I ain't trying to go to prison. <laughs> you know, right. that would deter us. That's what deter us from doing a lot of bad shit because we know I ain't trying to do 50, 60 years in prison behind your dumb ass. And that's that's how you got to condition them to think too. Or if not, you're going to be a fucking target all day, every day. Yeah, well, like I said, man, the thing that makes this case here uh, once again even worse than the last is because I'm pretty sure that particular cop at some point had watched the Amber guy, you could. I don't see how you could be in Texas and be in law enforcement and not been aware of what was going on with Amber Guy. Not, and I'm not saying he wasn't aware, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying that should affect the way you do your job, the way you approach a situation, and you still got cops shooting motherfuckers. A lot of time, I like after that verdict just came down for Amber Guy, and I'm, I'm not laughing at the situation, I'm laughing at him and the stupidity i'm not laughing at her i mean god bless her and her family and i hate that that happened to her but i'm saying this cop how stupid can you be exactly how i want to see i want to hear callers call in you know to these networks and, and defend this guy i want to hear what they have to say how can you defend something like that that could have been anybody he didn't give her no chance to respond. I understand accidents happen. I understand all that, but you didn't even give her a chance to respond. I just want to correct you on one part, though. It couldn't have been anybody. It's, it's only one group of people that could have been. It wouldn't have been, no. that wouldn't have happened in Frisco. That wouldn't have happened on the good side of what's supposed to be the good side of Fort Worth or nothing like that. It wouldn't have been happening in downtown Fort Worth. That only happens to our community. And we the target. Like, people, let's stop being naive. We the target. Like, how many times you you see this happen to nobody else? We the common denominator in all of these shootings. We are the common denominator. So let's stop acting like this is a one-off. This is a situation here and there. Look, you are a target. Protect yourself. Use your mind. Use your brain. And, and... You better keep your head hodge, on the hodge, hodge kids, hodge dog. Man. It's crazy. You just may need to. Because uh it ain't no coming back from, from the things they're doing. It ain't no coming back. It's life or death. Okay, well we'll end the show with our final thoughts because we'll just say because this case is ongoing since this but you know we will definitely do a recap once we hear more about these charges and and uh once a trial actually start like once they really you know get into you know uh the justice part of this because right now like i said it's still fresh and uh it's still ongoing but um i'll let you go and then i'll finish with something so what is your final thoughts <sighs> Final thought is uh, just the I'm gonna just bring it all full circle. I think we all pretty much know like what it is as a collective we need to focus on. 
we know what we need to do. It's up to you to say, not necessarily say, but take the precautionary measures to do what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? We know where we need to, what, where, where's the target or, you know, you know what, you know the issues. You know who the cause of the issues. You know what's going on. My thing is, look, protect yourself. Keep your head, keep your eyes open. You hang your ears open. And uh, I guess the next time, never love. And I'm going to leave it there. All right, well, that's a good spot, man. You kind of summed it up. But I just say, you know, um, again, these thoughts are ours. We're not uh, advocating that anybody take our stance. I'm challenging you to wake up. Especially as, uh, especially the black people in America, we need to wake up, man, because we don't know too much about what's going on nowhere else. And and all the time, by the time we figure out what's going on and what's happening, it's already upon us. And this thing that's happening with the you know the LGBTQ whatever community and and the attack on kids is starting to become a little bit more blatant. That's why as you listen to this show. I'm getting a little bit more on the side of like just saying, hey, and like I said, again, everybody has the right to live their life how they want to. If you want to be a woman, you want to be a man, do what you do. I am just saying kids are all fucking limits. We do not need to imprint our thoughts onto kids as far as, you know, adult things. So I'm just saying kids are off limits, man. Usually, you know, that, you know, if you're a decent human being, you know that. So let's leave the babies alone. And until then, like I say, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to ramble on. But we've had a pretty good show, and I appreciate you guys for listening. Really do. So we'll come back, give you some more content. I appreciate my boy Slim. He hit y'all with some heavy topics today. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me throw one more thing out before you, before you go. Because okay. I just I just wanted to make sure that I, I stress this. I wasn't advocating for violence or nothing like that. I'm advocating for you to protect yourself. So I, I kind of wanted to make that clear. It wasn't no, you know, let's burn down the building or nothing like that. I'm saying, look, you know where the you know where the threat is coming. Be and we'll take this is a show of love, but tough love. This is a show of love, but tough love. We're telling you what you need to know and that, that what you need to hear. So we're going to be that friend to you guys that's going to stand by your side and tell you what you need to hear. Not that fake person that's just going to tell you you awesome even when you're fucking up. That's my final thoughts. Preach. <laughs> you know, because that's real. That's the type of friend I want. So we'll leave it at that. And again, I appreciate you, sir. Like I said, we banged it out. Uh, again, we'll come with some more content and as these stories develop and new stories come, we'll come back to you guys with another banger. But like I said, again, we appreciate it. One love and uh, we'll we catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, later.